Yes, it is Monday, September 26th. This is the Big Sports Breakfast on Sky Sports Radio as we start to count down to a grand final between the Western Sydney rivals Penrith and Parramatta on Sunday evening. The market with Tab has uh, the Panthers at $1.37 and the Eels are $3.15. Eight and a half is the line there now. We've got buds coming up shortly. Go the Westies got, as well. Mido. We've got some conjecture. Go the Westies. Oh, the Heartlands. Mate. Go us, Westies. Hang on. How many teams have you got now? Nah, just out west. Parapenrith. Oh, I wish it was the Tigers, but that's been a dream for way too long. Extra spring in the step of those training in the Michael Clark Recreation Centre oh, this morning. They'll be on this morning. Mm. Don't worry. Yeah. They'll be on the treddy and the cross-trainer. Though, isn't it? Parramatta yeah. Penrith. I mean, awesome. two are Full house? Oh, for sure. Got to be. Yeah, for sure. It'll be, it'll be massive. Yeah. It'll be massive. Now, this text, morning, guys, Ooh. I've been hacked. This is the real grower set. I'm the one that drilled daily about Ooh. his weak $5.50 multi-flop. Ooh. And I didn't send you, uh, didn't, oh, now it's just, of course it does this. It's just refreshed on me. Anyway, we've got to do an investigation. So. There's two grower Actually, sets. I've got to hit. Morning, guys. I've been hacked. Real grower set. I'm the one that drilled daily. I didn't send you a tip last week. I will this Thursday and Ooh. I'll give you a code so you know it's the legit, the real grower set. Well, we got we need an investigation. We've got a scandal. We've got a scandal. We've got a fake growers set account. <laughs> Morning, Buzz. We've got a dream grand final. Yeah, we're finally here, mate. It's uh, been a long year, hasn't it? Heaps and ups and downs for the 16 clubs. But you know what? I think we've got the right two clubs who deserve to be there. And I'm not just talking about their NRL squads because you see the back page of the Telegraph today and Penrith have won Jersey Flag, SG Ball, New South Wales Cup and they're... It's the TAB, a hot favourite to knock off Parramatta. And um, then you look at the Eels and their great season and, and a wonderful win and courage that defence in Townsville the other night. Don't know if you guys caught up with their NRLW side yesterday. That was a magnificent win over the hot favourites, the Roosters. So they've got two clubs there on at Acor Stadium on GF Day. It, it shows that the success of these clubs goes much deeper than the two great NRL teams that will run on to A-court about half past seven on uh, Sunday night. Yeah, magnificent achievement so far by Penrith. But as we all know, Buzz, it'll come down to the first grade team and they'll be judged on whether they, they win that game or not. But out of the two teams on the weekend, which team were you more impressed with? Oh, that's... Loz, it's, it's really 50-50. Look... Probably Parramatta, and reason being what they're up against. To travel to Townsville on a charter flight the day before the game, and everyone said Brad Arthur might be wrong with that, the way they uh, prepared for that game. To And I, look, I know there's controversy over that forward pass. Um, what were you, you guys think it was forward? Oh, it was forward, but I didn't think it was as big a forward pass as some of the ones I've seen this year. Yeah. Well, as in, you know, I, I, I don't think it was a six-metre, you know, three-metre forward pass. It was forward, but it, and it shouldn't have been a try, but I've seen a lot worse than that one. Yeah, what annoys me, Loz, is the bunker nitpicks all year and picks up stuff that doesn't need to be picked up. And then you have something what I thought was pretty obvious, mm. and they're powerless to act. So I would like to see entire change to the bunker next year and the way it operates. And I've done something online, which is running on the telly website now. I think the bunker 
needs to be pulled back to try-scoring situations and to captain's challenges. Nothing else. Mm. No other stoppages during the game. And I'd also give them the power to act on blatant forward passes. So that try would not have been allowed under the system I'm talking about. Yep. And um, yeah, and we'd have less stoppages during a game for stuff that people really don't care about, the little tiny things that do not matter. But back to Parramatta, I thought their last 10 minutes and the grit and the determined the defence was just sensational. And they were the side that had got there the hard way. You know, they had to play football every weekend and the Cowboys were a lot fresher. And the Cowboys threw everything they had at them in front of a home crowd of 25,000, but the Eels would just not chuck it in. And um, I thought they were magnificent, but that's not to say Penrith weren't in the second. See, Penrith, I thought, were a little bit average in the first half before they took control at the end and yeah so I was slightly more impressed with Parra. Buzz do you think it'll be a tight grand final or do you think it'll end up a little bit like the AFL? Um, the AFL was a disaster wasn't it? It wasn't great really. as a Swans fan. No well not only that Clarko, uh, Clarkie um, it, it's the it's the television audience you've got to think about. And they only rated 2.2 million, when I say only, the year before they got 3 million to watch. So it was a bad game for the AFL, not just the Swans, that it became such a blowout. And casual mm. fans like myself and, and people who, who normally watch it because it's a major event turned off because there was nothing to watch. The game was over after the first quarter. So this is a real opportunity league to showcase their product on the national market and show that our game's better. And to have two Western Sydney sides competing is a huge blow for the AFL, who spent a couple of hundred million dollars on the GWS Giants in Western Sydney. I think it's a blow for the Wanderers. It's a blow for rugby. It's a because let's face it, Western Sydney. You know, there were so many people and so many young families who make choices about where their kids play, participation, schools, etc. But do mm. I think it'll be a close game? I think it will be, Clarky. I, I, I can understand why Penrith are favourites. They've got far more grand final experience. They've prepared for this game for the last couple of years um, and they've got it right. And yeah. I love I love Brad Arthur's coach, uh, in Townsville the other night, he said, look, I've never been here. I'm not sure what to do. I'm a bush coach and all that sort of stuff. But, look, I'm sure he'll get it right. And what I like about him, the Eels players, I don't think will feel pressure because they're the outsiders. They'll go into this game, nothing to lose. And they're a great football side. You look at some of the matchups in this game, you look at Jerome Luai versus Brown, you look at Cleary versus Moses. And, Loz, I was going to ask you, Dylan Edwards v Clint Gutherson. Now, what about their game? Mm. And, mate, I'll never work out two great fullbacks in the grand final. They're probably not going to make the World Cup. It's amazing because you've got so much depth there. Yeah, you're right with um, Dylan Edwards and Gutho. I thought they were both magnificent for their sides on the weekend. He just impresses me 
every week, Dylan Edwards, just yeah. with the work rate that he gets through. He's unfashionable at times, but he just suits that Penrith system so well. How fit are both of and, those boys? And, and Gutho the other night, he looked like he was the fittest man <sighs> on the field. And the, yeah. the amount of uh, yardage that he covered and got himself into good positions to stop tries, to support, yeah. uh, encouraging his team with his uh, you know, vocals. I, I just thought he was magnificent. And you, you're right, you know, both these players could easily slot into the number one position for Australia. But, you know, Australia at the moment are blessed with having so many wonderful fullbacks. But it's going to be a, uh, a fantastic grand final and one we're really looking forward to. But, yeah. Buzz, what about with um, this Parramatta team and you know there's always been talk about Jake Arthur whether he should be on the bench or yeah, not and I, I like yeah. him as a, a player I think he's got a, a lot of development to go but I'm just wondering whether because he didn't get on on the weekend and he yeah. looks as though he's only in this side in case something happens to one of the halves whether yeah. they can go with a 16 man sort of team and leave him on the bench in a grand final I think to beat Penrith they probably need to maybe yeah. ch- change their bench up a touch? Yeah, I heard you mention earlier that maybe Nathan Brown to give him 15 minutes of warmth in the middle of the football field, and it's a very good argument. But, look, I'm a stickler for where, as often as you can, you go with the 17 players who have delivered each week and got them to where they are. Mm. Now, Parramatta are a bit different, and I pointed out in the column today, they have no other cover for... Um, as far as I'm concerned, for Mitchell Moses, should anything happen, and Jake's there as insurance. You look at that Cowboys side, I tried to work out what had happened if Townsend had been hurt, and they'd probably moved in to half, drink water to 5'8", Holmes to fullback, and bring the hammer on in the centres. The Rabbitohs carried Cody Nicarima, who didn't make a lot of impression when he ever he got on the football field, a bit like Jake Arthur. But he's there to cover for an injury in the half. Same with Penrith. They've got Jamin Salmon there. He played New South Wales under-19s as a 5'8". So uh, Brad Arthur's covering all bases. You could, some might say, oh, they've already got Bryce Cartwright there in Jersey 14. Mm. Could he come on at 5'8"? Possibly. Dylan Brown to half. But look, Brad Arthur doesn't pick his son without taking it through the, you know, the captains of the leadership group and Gutherson and Moses and Paulo love mm. having him in the side. But, look, it is a gamble, but it's also a very good safety first move as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, no, you're right. Who wins the grand final, Buzz? Oh, Clarkie. Look, you, you know what? I'm going to tip an upset. I, I think Parramatta can win it. I look at the strength of their squad and I... Uh, and and I think they can match. We'll put it this way: they've beaten Penrith twice already this year. I love their front rowers. I love Regan Campbell, Gillard, and Junior Paulo. I love their edge forwards. What about Sean Lane the other night? Isaiah Papalihi, Ryan Madison at lock, Reid Marnie at hooker. Now they're up against this. It's so hard, you know. Isaiah Yo and Leota and Fisher Harris, Corrie. It's going to be a wonderful forwards battle. I just there's something there that thinks. Look, no side's going to want it more than the other because they're both absolutely. I can just see an upset. I can just feel it for some reason, and I can understand that Penrith are favourites. But uh, I do know one thing: it'll be a wonderful, wonderful grand final game of footy. It really will be.
Yeah, I, I reckon it will be too, Buzz. It, it just feels like something special is, is brewing. And yeah. uh, they've both got big supporter bases. And, you know, I know that Parramatta will be out in force. But, um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, they've had, a you know, an extra sort of day to recover too. And I think they needed it from that, that game up there in North Queensland yeah. where it was hot and, you, you know, humid. And they would have lost a lot of weight after that game. So it'll be all about recovery for them. But yeah. there's just so many wonderful matchups. Yeah. yeah. The other thing, I don't want to let the let it go without talking about the Rabbitohs. And um, there's been a lot of media talk about Latrell Mitchell's game for South. And I see the boys in the Telegraph, Adam Mobs and Russell Jackson, rated him a 4.5 out of 10, while Dylan Edwards got a 9. I'm not sure what you thought of Latrell's game, but I ran some stats today and I compared him to Dylan Edwards, and Latrell only ran 55 metres. Edwards ran 248. Mitchell, Latrell had seven runs. Edwards had 25. I was a bit disappointed in Latrell, but look, I I, I don't want to bag him because um, they wouldn't have been in the finals without him. I don't know what you guys thought. Is he still your highest-paid player, Buzz? Yeah, but when I say highest-paid player... And, and people have got this wrong when I said he was a $2 million player. I never, ever suggested that this was in the salary cap. Well, $1.4 million of it's in the salary cap because you said he'll make 600 off the field. Well, okay. $1.4. Is any player getting one point four at the moment? Yeah, when the cap goes up, uh, Nathan Cleary will go up to one point four. Yep. And, look, he missed the first four games of the year for Penrith and they won all four and he missed those five games at the back end and... Did they lose one of them? Or Look, Penrith have been able to win without clearing. What I'm saying about South is and his value to the Rabbitohs, he is as influential to his club side as any other player in the competition, is what I'm saying. And the fact he played poor the other night illustrated that. But for all the people who wanted to bag him, and look, I think he did rate a 4.5. I think am convinced they would not have even been there in the finals if it hadn't been for his form after coming home from uh, America. Do you think the the hit from Leota knocked him around a little bit, Buzz? I, I do, Laurie. Mm. I, I do. It was a it was a big hit, and uh, he did look shaken after it, didn't he? Yeah, he, he did. I, I, As, I thought. But, but apart from those stats, I peeled off Buzz. He also threw a couple of passes that weren't necessary and put teammates in under pressure mm. and he was caught out the fence a bit and here I am bagging him and saying he's worth all this money but you know Clarky, you had a duck at test cricket didn't you did Bradman ever have a duck you know? certainly did you, you, you have your off days and off nights and he chose a, he chose the wrong night to have his you <sighs> I was saying a lot. I'm still not convinced. Like we're saying, he's at his fittest now. I'm still not convinced. Watching the other night, he's fit enough to play fullback. I think I think he's a better centre than fullback. That's a really good point. And when he first joined from the Roosters, um, I just kept saying he's a centre three quarter. The, he doesn't use as much petrol. He can be more explosive getting the ball, and and that they can design plays around Cody to, to get him ball more than the, the regular centre does. But Wayne Bennett, I think, proved us all wrong. He just stuck him there at fullback. And you know what? He hasn't had any problem with his juice, with his petrol in other games, um, Clarkey. I think Laurie might have hit a point that I, I, maybe that knock took more out of him 
than we thought. Mm. I, I thought it rocked him. I really did, mm. and yeah. and I still think he, he you know needs to work on his fitness mm. if you're going to play fullback. But I think yeah. the fact that he was rocked, I think I think that sort of put him pushed him sure. back a bit. I, I I think he was really feeling the effects of that that hit. Yeah. yeah, look, I don't know if he was carrying anything because the week before, I don't think he was at his best against Cronulla either. But I stick by the two million only because. I think he's the biggest thing in rugby league as a personality, mm. as a turnstile clicker, as a person who makes you turn on the television to watch. He's the biggest in Sonny Bill Williams. That's just my opinion. And, you know, I, I, I speak to a lot of corporate people about the opportunities that are there from the Telstras, from the Fox Sports, the KOs, the Channel 9s, the Kellogg's. Do you know what I'm talking about, guys? Mm. You don't sound convinced, Loz? No, no, no. I, I do, mate. I, I think his personality, you know, the, the personality side of him is the thing that's driving it all. Yeah, I, you know, if you, if you just want to judge it on footy performances, you look at it and go, he can give us a lot more. He gives us, he can give us a lot more than what he's giving us at the moment. Mm. But on top of everything, because he's a personality, and I think I said to you the other night, I I, I want to see Latrell do more in a game because I get excited about the things that he does because he does things that other players can't yeah, do. No but he's a different type of player to a Dylan Edwards or a James Tedesco, yeah. and I and I understand. Right, he is. You know, he's just he's not that work rate type player. But if you give him plenty of possession inside the attacking zone. He just comes up with play after play after play that just bamboozles the opposition defence, and that's what makes him yeah. so good. And that, but as for his personality too, all this stuff. Remember, he missed training at Redfern the other day, and he said the Ferraris in the garage. Mm. <laughs> and someone sent me a text and said he looks a little more like a Ford Laser than a Ferrari. <laughs> you know, the other night, and look, he called himself Twelve Milk. You know, milking penalties. But yeah. I, I actually love that. I do too, to be honest with you. I, 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 I read in the, yeah. the the paper today, Buzz, in your column, you said that you know you, you want to see more of it. But the, the other issue is when we see more of it, we tear them down. Mate, I can't yeah, believe we're honestly what, having this conversation. Exactly. It's exactly what you do. Let's build him right up. He can believe his own press and he has a bad performance and he's going to get absolutely smoked. Yeah, well, he's getting flogged at the moment. It's because the media has built him up the last two months like well, he's the greatest player to ever play the game. So he's not. Is it the media's fault, Barky? No, but this is what media does, though, Buzz. We, we see it all the time. You build someone up so much, and now we've now we've got media for the next two weeks to bag him. Yeah, fair enough. Look, I think we're going to have a really get a really good example. Laurie, I'm sure he'll be picked in the World Cup. Your selector, Darren Locke, is the selector. Mal Meninga is, and he'll play centre three quarter with Teddy at fullback. We are going to get a really good indication in England with Latrell playing as a centre where he doesn't use so much petrol throughout the game. Maybe it's something South will look mm. next year. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Is that a fair comment? Or? Yeah, no, that, that is a fair I think comment. He's a, I, I think that's his position. I really do. Even even yeah. in... Well, in rep sides, that's where he's going to play. Even in the NRL. He's, he's not going to put out a Tedesco. You know what? Yeah. Think yeah. about him. We're yeah. previewing a grand final this weekend. We spend the last 10 minutes talking about him. <laughs> <laughs> you know Personality, I mean? mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A bit like yourself, Lodge. Oh, no. Not as big as you, Buzzy boy. 
What about oh, Buzz the other night taking mate. a snap of me in the makeup chair? Ah, uh, yes. Oh, did he? Uh, uh, yes. Yeah. yeah, the sly dog. <laughs> I'm going to copy you. Wait, like, uh, wait, like, get you in the no, no, makeup chair, Buzz. Uh, Parky, yes, this mate. is a true story. Makeup take about 20 minutes on me, and I'm normally their toughest job. But on Wednesday night, Loz came in, and I swear he was in the chair for half an hour. No, Loz won't get it. They say, thank you, we're done. Loz goes, no, we're not. I want a bit of eyeliner. I want a bit of blush. I get the worst. <laughs> oh, well, here's some wet ones to take it off. Loz's like, no, no, I'm going home like this, thanks. There he is in the chair, pup. Yeah, look how sharp he's looking daily. Do you make demands? He loves no, the TV time, Buzz. Buzz no came in and snapped me. <laughs> Yeah. I'll get him back. They, he won't. Yeah, the demand. He, he won't let him touch his hair. Loz does not let him touch his hair. <laughs> What'd you say, Buzzy? I'm a journalist. I take photos. <laughs> I remember that time I was in hospital. Just get the photo. Of me. Oh. <laughs> this is boring. You've told it so many times. Oh, Good on you. See you, Buzz. See you guys. Talk next week. Welcome back to the Big Sports Breakfast. And the Americans have won the President's Cup. They're 15 and a half to 11 and a half up. So they've uh, reached the required points to win the trophy. Uh, in the basketball last night, the World Cup, Australia beat Serbia 69-54. Uh, Beck Allen was our best with 16 points. However, she came off late and it looks like she might have some broken ribs. So that's a blow for the Opals. Lauren Jackson played... 10 minutes, 9 points. So uh, they're certainly, I guess you could say, using it sparingly. Uh, Sandy Brondello, the coach, but a win for the Aussies there last night. In the cricket, we got beaten by India, just uh, with one ball to spare. And uh, so India winning by six wickets and uh, won that series 2-1. Yadav, player of the match for his 69 off 36 balls, but... uh, The Aussies were led by Cameron Green at the top of the order again. 52 he made. Aaron Finch, the captain, out for seven. Tim David, 54 off 27 balls as well. Daniel Sams, 28, not out off 20 deliveries as we reach seven for 186, but India mowed them down with a ball to spare. Uh, Also, last night, we saw the PM's 13 beat Papua New Guinea 64-14 at Suncorp Stadium in the women's match. The PM side won 64-6. 64-6. Aussie Jack Miller, well done to him. He won the fourth race of his MotoGP career. Uh, he won in the Japanese Grand Prix by 3.4 seconds. His fifth in the Riders' Championship standings is the Aussie. The Socceroos, and we've got Mossy coming up uh, later this morning, of course. They beat New Zealand 2-0 in their final World Cup warm-up match at Eden Park yesterday. Mitch Duke and Jason Cummings, the scorers. Gee, Marco Tilio, didn't he miss a bunny? Uh, but uh, 18-year-old Gareng Kual, he was the youngest debutant since Harry Kuehl back in 1996 and was certainly impressive in his 18 minutes on the pitch and a lot of calls for him to be picked in the World Cup squad uh, later this year. Well, in fact, the point is it two months away. And that squad will be named uh, pretty soon too, I think. So Phil Moss uh, will give us... Uh, his thoughts on those two matches against New Zealand later this morning. Yesterday in the Underwood Stakes at Sandown, Alligator Blood, outstanding performance, was just too tough. Uh, winning the Group 1 there yesterday. Gosh, what about Gabe Waterhouse and Adrian Pot too? The, the job they've done with this horse when it looks like it might have just uh, starting to struggle. It gets into that stable and it is flying at the moment. Tim Clark, great ride as well, going south to, to win a Group 1. And on Saturday, Jackano as we had a Southerner come north and uh, win the Golden Rose. Damien Lane aboard for Vic Price and Michael Kent Jr. beating it uh, in secret. 
And it could feel cool more slot in the Everest too. $34 to $15, Jack and O, in the Tab Everest market. The Wallabies on the weekend. Outclassed 40 to 14 by the All Blacks at Eden Park. Pressure's mounting on Dave Rennie. 12 months out from the World Cup. So they now get ready to head over to their spring tour. But what do they do? Don't have what the cattle, the, man. No, no, that's yeah, exactly that's, right. That's mm. exactly right, you know. You can't, it's like, you can put another coach in. Not going to make a difference. But you reckon he's going to improve no them way. out of sight so they can win a World Cup? No way. They're just inconsistent with their performance, and you get yeah. that with the team they've got. Like, I mean, what two people that can help is Hooper and Sarevi. They'll Karevi. improve them. But, mm. yeah, Samu Karevi. Samu Karevi. Mm. But how, how much improvement? Kurtley Bill will probably be in that spring tour squad. Yeah, but we couldn't win with Kurtley. Was it's like Quade Cooper and James oh, O'Connor. Oh, that's your man, Mido. Two we're missing. Two we're missing. Get him fit. Get him back. So you want to bring all the ones back from? What? Is Quade in your World Cup squad? Is he in or not? Two World Cup campaigns he, ago. I just want to know: Are you picking him for the World Cup? Bring back Nathan Sharp and Phil War, and who else can we bring back? I just want to know: What's Berkey doing? Yeah, Berkey, I reckon Berkey yeah. can get a couple of weeks off Channel Ten. <laughs> Listen, I just got to know, is Quade Quade in your World Cup squad? Are you picking him? Not at the moment, because he's got to rupture to kill his tendon. If if he's fully fit, is he in? Uh, Look, I'd have to see how he came back next year. Too far away, punk. Okay. Too far away. I'm happy to ask you once a month. I'm happy to ask you. I'm out of answers. (laughs) It is funny, though, isn't it? Like, the expectations. Like, we shouldn't. I just text Eelsie and see if he's yeah, available. Eelsie's busy, but you might, you yeah. might, you might have a whack. Bring have back a Roffy, off. Joey Roff, <laughs> Billy Young. Bring back Youngy. Um, but they lose the test match. Campos is definitely free. He's in for sure. Yeah, Campos in for sure. But, but we can lose plenty, and it's just a sale. Away we go. Flags up. Let's go again. But we're just inconsistent. Discipline was poor. We didn't score a point in the first half. We, we talked a lot leading into that game. By that stage, it I was looked, well and truly oh, downing yeah. my sorrows. Kiwis, New, Z- New Zealand looked back to their best, yeah. and we looked back to our worst. Now, Mido, can I ask you with the AFL, all right? Of course. You were that can. excited going down, and you paid a lot of money to go down. <laughs> when did you sort of concede defeat live at the ground, and you go, What am I doing sitting here? Mate, he and went to the bar in the seventh minute and didn't go back no, to no, his no. seat. I'll tell you what happened. So how long did you actually sit Seven there minutes. watching it before you Seven went? Seven minutes. This is enough. Okay, I'll tell you. I'll <laughs> tell you. honest truth. We had, I was with the great uh, Ryan Feeling. What did you do? Yeah. Chips in on this show, of course. Uh, so we play. We got to Richmond at 11 o'clock. Yep. Rubbing so we, we were yep. up and about. Yep. And we straight found great straight pub, to the pub. Yep. The London Tavern. Yep. Had a ball. Right. Where atmosphere get, was awesome. Get to the game at what one? Did you have your Swans like, jersey on? No, nah, no, I just have a scarf. Nah, I oh, so you see, still had Swan yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you're proud at that stage. You're yeah. pumped. Yeah. yeah, we were yeah. up at a bed. Yeah, I'm just curious to see yeah. how and, what happened when you left. So Robbie yeah, you comes know, on and everyone's so, yeah. amped. Yeah, oh, Robbie, crowd going yep. off. Delta? Yeah. How, where'd you think oh, of Delta's oh, performance? Oh, well, Robbie stole the show. <laughs> About eight minutes into the first quarter, I was like, oh, gee, we're under pressure here. Right. Like, you could just tell everything was hard. Yep. Like, one disposal came easy. Yep. Half time, Ryan's like, oh, mate, just yeah. come upstairs. I'm at the bar at the back overlooking Rod Labor Arena. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, by then we had a few beers yeah. together at half time. Uh, Golden Rose was on in about five minutes. Oh, we better watch this and have a bet. And then we turned around and looked at the TV and just saw. 
oh, they've kicked another three or four goals, oh. <laughs> Geelong. <laughs> uh, so we just found sort of a little balcony area close to a bar yeah. and uh, drowned our sorrows for about another quarter and a half and left just before the end. <laughs> Mate, we were, I was oh. watching it at a mate's house. And I don't know whether it was wishful thinking, but towards half time, we, <laughs> you know, I was sitting there. We go, well, if we can stay within six goals, <laughs> we can stay within yeah. six. We still a chance. We, we were actually... we were trying, honestly trying to convince ourselves if we were within thirty six points of them at half time, mm, we're, a chance. Mate, we're a chance here. Ryan and I were laughing when when we walked. So you know that walkway out of the MCG into yeah. the city. We turned around as we were probably, you know, 300 metres down it and just looked back and all we saw was a stream of red Red and white (laughs) just streaming out of the MCG. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was was tough viewing. Great, great event, though. The actual event. Did they get get 100? 100. Yeah, that's awesome. Unreal. On the team. And the game started. It looked amazing. (laughs) It did look unbelievable. Bass, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. How's it, Bass? First and foremost, two things, if I may. Number one, the NRL must think the average fan is absolutely stupid because a player who's gone on report and whose team has gone on to lose the finals game gets the full arm, full arm of the law comes down on him. A player who's on report and his team wins and continues in the final gets a fine and a slap on the wrist. Jason Camelano, three-week shoulder charge, Billy Army kick-out free to play. Jared Maria Hargreaves, head slam, three weeks. Tane Milne, who took off two people's heads in that semi-final against the Roosters, fine, free to play. Tane Milne this week, out South Saigon, six weeks for you, Tane, you're not needed anymore. The NRL must think we're absolutely stupid. Yeah, when Bass says it like that, it, it does look ridiculous. In saying that, I don't want Billy, uh, Billy Army kick out missing a grand. Final no, for that. but but that, isn't that Bass's point? Like to me, yeah. I, when you when you actually listen to it like that, it is it is ridiculous by the yeah. NRL. But I think they've made it quite clear that they don't want players missing games. Again, I'm not agreeing with it. By the way, I'm just saying the NRL stance is like with the big games the penalties aren't as severe because they want the players to be a part of semi-final football. They don't want them Mate, to miss the big game. How is that? They've, they've how, but that. How, how is that right? So hang on. Well, they don't I, want someone I, for a if minor... If I knock someone out and my team no, no, loses no, no, and no. I go for six no, no, weeks, no, no, but if no, I don't, no, I'm no. allowed to play? For, for those major offences... But what, no, about kick, what about kick-out for this, sho- this shoulder charge? Is that not three weeks? Uh, well, what they're saying is with his shoulder charge, it was a grade one. How convenient. Yeah, well, I don't care how they get there, but no, no, come on. I, I'm, when, I'm what, agreeing with you, but I'm yeah. just sort of putting the other side of the argument out there. They want and, the players and to I play want the big the, game. I'm with so, Nino as well. I want Kikau playing 100%. He's yeah. just, he, you want to see him in the, in, on the, grand, yeah. in the grand final, but I, to Bass's point, he's 100% oh, right. Look, I hate agreeing with Bass. Yeah, I know you do. That's why I'm not talking about his side He's right. Yeah. Well, it's hard to yeah. argue yeah. against his point. Yeah. But I'm just doesn't saying, doesn't look great that though. No, but I mean, Tane Mill, that was that oh. was a bad hit, mate. That was a bad hit, like that connected him straight proper to the head. Yeah, and Lunu wasn't happy about it when he was leaving the field. He also yeah made it. Clear. But what what about to, in the Roosters games? It. Who did he, well, he got? He got sin bin twice in that game. Didn't yeah, he? who did he hit? Oh. He hit someone else. Um, was it Tupu? Smoked him as well. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it might have been Toops. I, I, Man. But anyway, he 
is okay. On the one, one to you, Bass. <laughs> Good on you, Bass. Thanks as always, mate. By the way, Tane oh. Mill, first person sent off in a final since 1994. Gary Larson. Ah, jeez. Uh, you Bear supporters oh. remind me of that all the time. Gary, oh, I love, yeah, I love, love Gary Larson. I love well. Gary Larson. He was a hell of a player. He was tough. Good. I don't yeah. reckon. What did he get sent off for? I yeah, spear High tackle. Shot? Oh, spear tackle. Well, no. What's the name? Got sent off for a spear tackle. Yeah. Johnny got sent off yeah. for a spear tackle. It must have been a high tackle yeah, for Gary. Yeah. It was either or. Oh, I thought he. I think Johnny was a. Was, was he clean though? Last. Or yeah, he always yeah, come yeah. across like yeah. a clean player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just tough. Yeah, just big work rate. Yeah, we got massive by those grubs. Bears. <laughs> I can't even. I, well, I can remember the Bears, but um, bears. Yeah. we love playing the Bears. <laughs> yeah. I, bet, I bet you did, <laughs> Jeffrey. Good morning. <laughs> I like when you call me Jeffrey Jerrick. Uh, <laughs> you call him Wayne's Gerald, please. <laughs> How are we, boy? Not bad for a Monday. The way. Mm. Hey, Loz. Yes. When you went to your mate's place on Saturday, did you take anything with you? Uh, yeah, you yeah, I took. Uh, no, I didn't. No, I didn't take anything with me because I wasn't drinking. Of course you didn't because you're a Freddy. You're a Freddy Freddy. <laughs> well, I wasn't drinking. I had to work that night. Oh, you work? Yeah, I worked that night. They were all on the the sipper. You can imagine me. Oh, yeah, Paddy John show. Yeah, all of them were drinking and I wasn't. That's tough. I was boring as you know what. Mm. I couldn't wait to get out of there. The game was terrible. The more drinks they had, the more they found things funny. And I'm like, oh, mate, how bad is it? The only one not laughing in the room. Well, no, people are drinking. They just find everything funny, whereas you don't if you're sober. Yeah, it's, there's nothing worse, isn't there? Nothing worse. Nothing worse. Mm. But anyway. Um, no, so I didn't take anything. You're right, Jeffrey. Yeah, of course. Mm. Wouldn't be the first time anyway. <laughs> um, what did I ring about? Heroes and I, villains? Okay. I don't want to talk about heroes and villains, but I've just got a question, right? Loz, you'll remember this in mm. the 90s. When Saints made all those semis and uh, grand finals and that, yep. they were classed as chokers, right? Yep. The old theory about St. George... Third South, four prelims and a grand final. Mm. Four prelims. Yeah, I, you know what? I was only thinking about that the other night. Um, Think about but, it. Yeah. I, and George Copton, I'm not bagging you because, mate, I'd take, their, I'd take their performances any day yeah. instead of what we've done. But, you know, no one's really spoken about it, have they? No. And when you get there as many times as they have, you'd you want to at least walk away with a grand final because your no time's sort of coming to an end. You can't sort of be there or thereabouts in prelims all the time without winning one. Clarky, yes, buddy. Clarky, you made a really good point today about Latrell, right? Um, he's got no right to talk, actually, when you think about it. The way he's carried on in the last three or four weeks mm. has been, right, well, yeah, people might like it, but you've got to back it up. He mm. was horrible. He got Jared. You you called it out this morning. He got caught out of position three times. Mm. You know, people talk about you know him being you know going to America and you know getting all sorted and being fit. He doesn't look fit to me, mate. And the bloke of his ability's got to touch the ball a lot more. Mm. Give me Dylan Edwards any day of the week. He was horrible for a bloke that's on that much money, right? Mm. And 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 I'll throw Cody Walker into that as well because he had a sook attack like he normally does. Right when they're losing, they just went missing because at twelve nil, at twelve nil they had everything to play for. They were on top, right, um, and they should have just put the nail in, 
obviously Penrith are a really good footy side, but fair income. They went missing. Yeah, I, I think what hurt them was the fact that that try straight on half time, or just before half time, the intercept, where I think Campbell yeah. Graham loses the ball. <laughs> Three the boys fell over. Toho gets it, runs 80 metres yeah. and scores. I think South then were deflated. Mm. They'd had the run of play. Um, they looked good. And then conceding those points just before half time, I think they walked into half time heads down, yeah, knowing so, that they should have been you know, at least 12 points in front if not more, mm. and it was an even ball game going out there in the, to start the second half. They scored early in the second half, and there was no coming back from that. Okay, running a trade business isn't all sunshine and rainbows. It's full of spreadsheets and paperwork. Boring. That's why you should use Fergus Job Management Software, the smarter way for tradies to make every job successful. Let Fergus make your life easier. Save hundreds of hours on admin, get paid faster, and make every job profitable so you can focus on all the things you started a business for. Fergus, tradie swear by it. For more information, go to fergus.com. The things we do in the ad breaks, watching the 94 prelim the last time. Someone got sent off in a final until Tane Mill. You know the other thing, just quickly, Mido, I look at there, Mal Meninga, great example. I'm sure he was a skillful enough player to play anywhere he wanted, but he stayed in the centres. He just owned that position. Why these days can't someone like Latrell, for example, why can't he just become the greatest centre in the game? Like, why did every fullback and centre... It's all cash. No, it's all cash. Sorry, every winger and centre wants to play fullback because they want more cash. 100%. You answered your own question. <sighs> Man, I love watching that. Mal, like, I just, you close your eyes, all you do is see a Raiders jersey and a number three on him. When you think of Mal Meninga, it's just yeah, in your head, you know what I mean? Like, he's just oh, he's a, a big brilliant pre- centre. big presence on the field. But, oh, surely he could have played anywhere. Like, if he wanted to play fullback, yeah. and it, maybe you had Belcher, so you weren't going to, obviously, it wasn't going to happen, but... He just stayed in his lane and become the best at it. Tell you what I used to love with Mal. At, like, if we weren't travelling great in the first half and, you know, you'd run out for the second half um, and the opposition would kick off, mm. he would carry the ball. He'd want the first run. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Yeah. So off the kick off, roller. Ricky or Steve Walters or whoever it was, or if I was about to, you'd catch it, he'd want it. And he'd just set the tone. Right. Like, that's leadership. Yeah, that's, you know, showing the way forward. Yeah, not what I say. What not I what do. I say. This is what I'm going to do, yeah. boys. Yeah. yeah. From Sky Racing, Ali Mosley, good morning. Good morning, team. How are you? Really well, thank you. Take us through that win. Astonishing win from Jackano in the Golden Rose on the weekend. Ali, it reminded me of the Autumn Suns win when it came from the clouds to beat Zusane about, what, four, four or so years ago. Oh, what a turn of foot. Those closing sectionals were just absolutely off the charts. And it was a funny old day because it kept we kept having these big um, bursts of rain. So these big black clouds would roll in and then we'd get these um, sort of 10-minute showers and then it'd go past. But we never went out of a good four range. Actually, I think at one point they might have gone down to a soft five and then straight back to a good four and then sort of um, said it wasn't ever even a soft five. So... It was incre- the track itself was incredible. The way it held up, considering how much rain we have had, and the horse did the rest. He, I mean, I think we always knew his credentials when we saw him here in autumn. And Mick Price and, and Mick Kent don't send just any old horse up here. They love coming up here for the Sydney riches. And he's, he's, it was super, super impressive. And I think we saw a lot of really impressive racing across all three days of the weekend. It was fantastic. It was so exciting to have races Friday, Saturday, and Sunday again. Ali, there's only a few uh, slots available for the um, Everest. 
if you're a slot owner, mm. are you making contact with Mick Price and his team about Jack and O to run? Yeah, I don't see why. I mean, we need some three-year-olds in there and we all keep talking about who the three-year-olds will be and I can't see why Jack and O wouldn't be one. You know, he's, he's not going to add, you know, that hot speed to the race, which we don't need anyway. Um, and so he's he's a clear one to stand out. Even, I mean, for a slot holder, say, like Aquas, I know it's probably far beyond his grade at this stage, but economics that we saw in on the weekend, for them, it would probably make more sense to put their own horse in a slot because they get all the prize money back rather than having to do a deal with someone for however they end up working the percentages. It actually makes more sense for them to put their own horse in. So we could even be thrown up with something like that. Um, we saw Best of Bordeaux scratch on the weekend, which was super disappointing for Connections. Um, he just had that uh, scope and they found mucus there. So he'll go out, I think he's going to the paddock for a few days and then they'll they'll aim him on. But there's, I mean, he's missed a lot of work, obviously, but you know he could still be on the radar for an Everest, and then I can't see why Bella Nicotina from the Moya on Friday mm-hmm. night would get a slot. I'm not as I'm not as keen on Cool and Gatter. I think everything's set up really well for her, and she's very deserving of her Group One win. But um, I probably wouldn't be putting her in. I'd, I'd put Bella Nicotina in over her. She was she was fantastic. She did she worked much harder as well. It, Ali Jamie Carr on fire. Oh, isn't she? Unbelievable. She's just absolutely, and I love um, with Jamie. She lets her ride into the talking. Mm. She's not one of those. People who comes out and wants to be, you know, front and centre of everything, and and um, and sort of use that celebrity side of it as much. I think she just all she does is let her riding do the talking, and, and and it does. She's just fantastic. What did you make of Alligator Blood's performance yesterday in the Underwood Stakes, uh, holding off Mawanga, which was a great run in second, but uh, just a tough performance from Alligator Blood. So so brave. That horse is phenomenal, and considering you know all that he's been through, not not just alone with all the um, ownership issues, but, um, you know, he had the kissing spine surgery and I know that they still do a lot of physio work with him every week. He still gets um, a sore back and just for what he's been through, like that's, a, that's a really big surgery for a horse to have and to come back from and to, to be that tough and tough out Darcy like that and the other horses. I mean, there were huge runs outside of him from under Struck and Molonga, but he is just, such a genuine horse. He's so brave, perfectly rated by Timmy. They, I think those two just match each other so well and he's the perfect... I don't know if you could ever put another rider on him. I think Timmy just has found the key to him so well. We've got a few horses trialling this morning, Ali. Yeah, we do. It feels like it... Um, it's funny. You feel like Monday's sort of a bit of a rest day, but it never is. It just keeps, <laughs> it just keeps rolling through. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing Pink Ivory trial. Uh, in the second trial this morning, she was absolutely super when we saw her at Rose Hill a couple of weeks ago. And I see Sarge's just put her in for a tick over trial this morning. Art Caddo, um, Zuccarino. There's actually some really good horses trialling this morning. So they'll be on Sky Thoroughbred Central from 8.30. And then there were just a couple of horses that I wanted to follow from the weekend. Um, the first of those is Hawaii 5.0. So that's Libertini's. Not so little brother. It's her full brother, but he's an absolute beast. Um, I've watched him get saddled up by Michael in the uh, stalls, and he's just the coolest colt. He doesn't even move a muscle. He, he's just got the most relaxed temperament, beautiful horse, beautiful natured horse, and he's crying out for 1,400 to a mile. He was just warming up late there, but for him to step up from Maiden Company to a stakes race is in, in one run is, is out of this world. So he'll be one to watch Hawaii 5-0. And then the other 
is Fireburn, and I think if she backs up, um, she's another one crying out for that 14 to a bar. If she backs up um, in the flight stakes, I, I, she's got to win. That's it. <laughs> Ali, looking forward to getting your mail for Tab Epsom Day later this week. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys.